Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the EWC football awards show. We love our awards shows, so this one was a must and no Jordan Lorenz today. I'm Drew Skyberg, of course, and we're joined alongside Robert Schimmick, Mr. EWC Sports himself. And uh, Robert, how are you doing today? Wonderful. Awesome. Uh, hopefully we can wrap up the end of the year here on a good note for football. Yeah, and I mean, basketball is just around the corner, so expect a basketball yeah. episode or two coming your way, of course. And I, I know Robert has a lot of good stuff planned for basketball as well. So, of course, his Instagram page, at EWC underscore sports. Make sure to follow that. Almost at a 1,000, I believe. He's still like 10 or 12 away. 10, ten short. 10, ten short. Okay. Had two unfollows. I don't know what that's Ooh. about. But maybe it's about that poll you did with the wrestling and girls basketball. We'll, we'll see. Ooh, maybe, but we'll see. We'll see yeah. But, yeah, make sure to follow our Instagram, Jordan Drew underscore sports crew as well for some content there. We post when we, we post on our Instagram when we post a podcast. So make sure to follow that. And let's get right into it. We got a lot of good stuff planned today. We're going to start first. We're going to go through this Eastern Wisconsin conference. We're going to talk about kind of what we pictured in the preseason and kind of how, how it shaped out throughout the year. So with let's get right into it. So. Preseason coming in, Robert, we kind of we predicted KLC at number one and Brilliant number two, and it was close. And I don't know if that's kind of what you had too, but that's what I have written down here. Yep. And then with that, we also had New Holstein three, TR four, Keel five, and kind of like that middle tier, maybe even Chilton sixth. And then we had Valders and Roncalli. And that our, our preseason ended up not really being close, but kind of like, you know, what I mean, it was kind of we, we had this idea that the tiers were right, you know, what I mean. Yep. So I yeah, I'd say we kind of we we shaped out we well we did the preseason. We said Brilliant and KLC are gonna be this top tier. There's gonna be four, let's say, teams in the middle in TR Keel, New Holstein, and Chilton. And then there's gonna be Valders in its kind of own tier, and then Ron Colley at the end. And I'm that's that's exactly what happened here. And it just matter of how we rank the tiers is kind of where it got a little little interesting, but Let's start from the bottom to the top. We'll go. So we'll, we'll start the Ron Colley Jets. We'll talk about their season and not, not a great one again for the Ron Colley Jets. I, they haven't had a great year in a couple of years now, Robert. And uh, you want to add anything about this Jets team? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just tough to watch. I know they got a good coach over at Ron Colley and um he's just not working with a lot of athletes, unfortunately. And obviously I just grew up always watching those tough Ron Colley teams um, just with big linemen, you know, Ben Stelzer at quarterback, Corey Bars, Brett Bars playing quarterback, studs all around the field. They're always just a tough team. But, I mean, if we look at the positives, I do see a lot of 2023, 2024, 2020, a lot of 2025 on their roster. Um. Reimer, he looks like he will be back next year, uh, their leading rusher. And he was he's kind of a name we really didn't bring up at all. But I think you put him on basically any other team, I think he's a name we would bring up. And then there's just a lot of other guys. But hopefully Ron Colley can just, you know, get their numbers, keep getting their numbers up a little bit, and just hopefully I'd, hopefully they can get to competing here in the next couple of years. Yeah, and you mentioned Brain Reimer. Great player, and yeah, he, he's going to be returning for this Jets team. So that's that's a guy, that's a name to look out for next year. We'll be talking about him next year, our preseason thing, I'm sure. And yeah, this Jets team, they just need kind of a high school rebuild, which is which is really tough to do because it's high school. So 
hopefully they can get they can get a football culture there again, just like how you mentioned a few even it was even a few years ago where the this Ron Colley team was was respectable. So now let's move on here to the team finishing second last in the conference for the third straight year in the Valders Vikings. They finish two and five. And this was one of Val this is Valor's best year over the last three years. If you look at it, they they had three wins. They went three and six overall. And just this Valor's team, um, a lot of, I mean, a lot of new guys. I mean, new quarterback and Trey Schneider coming in as a sophomore. And then uh, the whole offensive line was all junior or younger other than a, one senior in Bryce Schamberger. So a lot, of, I mean, they have a lot of people coming back next year. And this Valor's team, um, it'll, it'll be interesting. But yeah, a two and five record for this year. They, they exceeded a lot of people's expectations with a win against Keel. So, I, I mean, I'd say I will put this as a, a good season for Valders in my books. What about you, Robert? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they beat Keel. They um, obviously beat Ron Colley. They had a nice win week one. And it's a good maybe stepping stone year, you know, because Trey Schneider, he's got two more years left. Cole Holby, we're going to see another year of him. I think a couple big losses for this team, obviously Schoenberger, but uh, Mason Myers, that's a, a loss. And the other thing that kind of stands out to me is just – there's not, there's not much um, size, you know, not, you don't have any 6'6", 6'5", 240, 260. There's some guys with, who are heavier, who have some weight and they, they're bigger dudes, but not much size. And I just think, yeah, if, like you said, a lot of young guys on the line, hopefully they keep growing, getting in the weight room. And you have a guy like Trey Schneider, who was a top four in passing yards. Hopefully Val, there's just, like I said, a stepping stone they get their best receiver back, uh, lose R.J. Jeffrey. But I think, obviously, it's looking up. They're going to have a better year next year. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're bringing back Trey Schneider as a junior. You mentioned Cole Hovey's senior year. And it's it's looking up for this for this Vikings team in the football field, which is great to see. So now let's move on to the next team, Chilton. So Chilton finishes 3-4 and four and 3-7 and seven overall. So for the Tigers, they put up 171 points as a team allowed two or nine. And then we see Breckheimer, Alex Breckheimer, second in the conference in passing yards. He's graduating. So that that's going to be a spot to fill for this Tigers team next year. And that's probably going to be that main, the main question for this Tigers team moving forward. Yeah. You know, I got the, I mean, I got to watch Chilton last two days, two, two out of the last three weeks, Brilliant's last two home games. Uh, thing I'm 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 looking at this Chilton roster right now. I mean, we're, they're obviously losing Brackheimer, Luke Maine. I think I said his name a lot. Um, other than that, I'm scrolling through the list. What three or four seniors are losing? So they got a guy, 77 Logan C. He I, he really impressed me on the offensive defensive line. They got some big linemen over there in Chilton, and uh, they can move really well, strong, and you know. I'm not obviously we don't know who their quarterback is going to be this year. Jesse Christensen is really the only other guy on this roster here, but Breckheimer, yeah, he's he's obviously going to be gone. One of the better athletes in the conference, and I don't know. I saw a lot of potential kind of at times out of the Chilton team. There were, there were a lot of up up and downs. It was a little it was a lot of roller coaster for most of the game. That's just kind of the way they played, but who know? I think if they can find a decent quarterback next year and still run the ball. And get back to running the ball like they did a couple of years ago when they had Sutner and uh, Mikulowski and all those guys like Caden Pop. Like 
if, you, if they can get back to that level where they can run the ball like that, I think Chilton, like Valders, will take a step forward next year. I just am I'm curious to see who their quarterback will be. Yeah, certainly teams to look out for next year indeed. And let's move right into it for the next team here, the new Holstein Huskies. They finished three and four this year. 131 points allowed, um, 138 point or 138 points allowed, 131 scored, four and six overall. And they're losing some guys as well. I mean, looking into it, we see Xander Casper. He, he's gone. He's the first team defense unanimous la- this past year. And then also, of course, Henry Schnell was graduating. And yeah, Hunter, is it Hunter Lislow as well? I mean, he's another one. Lizzo-way. Oh, Lizzoway. Yeah. Um, yep. On the offensive line, another first team guy. So, I mean, th- this team. This uh, New Holstein Huskies team, they're losing some guys as well. And I, I, I don't know. I, I expected more out of it than a three and four record this year, but they, they've ended up falling into that middle tier, kind of where we predicted with, I mean, Kiel, New Holstein, and Chilton both finishing with three and four records. So interesting year for the Huskies, I'd say. Yeah. And I mean, it was always kind of, you never, I never really knew what to expect from New Holstein. Like, you know, they, I watched him. I watched them twice in one game on film. I was at their Keel game, and I—I I mean, I didn't see anything from New Holstein that was like, "Wow, this is like," they didn't really do anything that impressed me. They—they they didn't move the ball at all. They got shut on like twenty to zero. Then when they played Brilliant, I mean, they had one—they had one nice drive where they scored a touchdown, and they led seven uh, zero in that game, Brilliant, and it was a wet, cold, uh, rainy game. Brilliant was down a lot of guys, and they but they really battled. They, for the most part of the game, New Holstein looked like the better team. And if it's not for a Maverick nor late field goal, they probably would have gotten to overtime and had a good chance to win. So I saw a lot of different things, and I don't. Yeah, I like you said, I, I didn't really know. We didn't really know what to expect from them this season. I think I was really talking up Schnell before the year, and he had a fine season, second team All Conference. But yeah, I, I don't really I don't really have much to say on them. I'm sure they'll be back next year with size on the offensive line, um, you know. But it's I don't know. I really don't have much more to say. Yeah, um, let's move right into it. The the other team that finished three and four, like I said, three three and four teams in the Eastern Wisconsin Conference this past season, the Keel Raiders, three and four, five and five overall, um, 183 points scored, 147 allowed, and. Yeah, this Raiders team, it was an interesting one this year. I mean, they they played some great games. They had some good non-conference wins. I mean, they played like Rippon, and they, they beat them at the start of the year. But then they, they play Valders at Valders. They lose that game. So that, that was an interesting one for Keel. And I, I really, I mean, I'll keep pointing back to that game. No, nobody really expects Keel to lose that game. And, I mean, they're, they're graduating a good chunk of guys, too, and Schmitz and Myers, so. I, I don't know what to think about this Raiders team, considering, I mean, two years ago we saw them where they were, and now um, we see them now. And, um, they I mean, they, they made the playoffs this year, but they played a, they played Catholic Memorial. They got the eighth seed. So it, it's an interesting I, – I don't know what we're going to see from these Raiders in the future. I think they're really – their future is in the question. I, I But what do you think, Robert? Yeah, they had one uh, first-team all-conference player. That was Dan Schmitz, a great player. Uh, and, you know, they had a couple guys on the second team. Uh, Tyler Halfman, he's a big boy, 6'5", 345 on the line. And, I mean, I don't know. 
I really we talked about Holstein kind of never knowing to what expect at the end of the year. You didn't know what Keel team you were going to see play. Uh, I will say when I watched them or I was listening to them a little bit against KLC, they really uh, were in that game to, through three quarters. They I think it was I don't I don't think it was t- it was a one score game I know. Keel might had the ball. It was really close at the end of three, and then KLC wore them down and ran away with it. But, it, yeah, I, I will say this, Cade Valker, I know he's a good athlete. He's going to be a good basketball player. He's a, He was a freshman this year. I think he threw a touchdown pass at the end of the year against Ron Colley. Um, I'm guessing he's their future at quarterback. I mean, I know he's a good athlete. Valkers have always been great athletes. So um, I would assume that's their future, and hopefully they just go with him next year. I don't know if they're going to take a step up uh, next year. I doubt they will, but who knows? You never know who's coming back and what chemistry the guys will bring next year. Yeah, you never know. And yeah, isn't that the, that's the last Velker, right? Just got to make sure. Yeah, I, be- I believe so. Okay, there's a lot of them. So we didn't know. Um, all right, let's move on here. Two Rivers. So they came in at four and three they in conference and then six and four overall they played a close game against Denmark to end the year of course with that 18 to six loss in level one and yeah this two reverse team I mean you you see Jaden Kippart you see him graduate um their, their quarterback their three-year starter Justin Klinker a sophomore I believe comes in and he he passes for the third most yards in the conference but the, it was the Chase Matthias show the whole year for two rivers I mean with Matthias over 2,000 yards and it was just kind of that. That was the offense, and it got them to that four and three record and put them at third in conference. And uh, Robert, what did you think of the two, two Rivers Raiders this year? I said this. I think it was a tale of two seasons. I saw kind of. I saw them having their ugliest loss of the year, forty-one zero against Brilliant, and in that game, they didn't look like they had any. They they didn't do anything correctly. But I think I watched. I watched a little news segment a couple weeks ago before the playoffs. Uh, their coach, uh, Shilcox, really said their line has just really, really improved over the year. And obviously that just proves to be true if you look at stats and box scores and the, how the games go. And I think I was watching them play KLC, and I almost wanted to say KLC had a, had a drive earlier. They fumbled. There's something happened earlier in that game where they faced a little bit of adversity. I want to say it was a fumble earlier, something like that. I can't really remember, but I just noticed, I was like, I think from that moment, something switched in that team in that game. They just came off a bad loss and they went into KLC. They had them on the ropes all game. And from that point on, I think they noticed, okay, we can play with any team in this conference. And they racked up some big wins to end the year. They were right in the game with Denmark who narrowly uh, beat KLC in level two last week. I, I, I was impressed with t- Two Rivers ending to the year. You know, they were picked ahead of Brilliant. They were picked second, I believe, by Travis Wilson in yep. the preseason rankings, which I think we both said we don't think they'll finish that high. But I think overall, a successful year from Two Rivers, you're going to have one of the better quarterbacks in the conference next year if, you, if um, you know, they stay true to their passing, and I think they'll come back to that more. Uh, Xander Pope, second-team all-conference player, he'll be back his senior year. And, uh, yeah, um, assuming nothing uh, happens to Matthias, he's going to be probably the player of the year next year. So Two Rivers is going to be 
near the top or the top of the conference next year. I was exactly going to say that, Robert. I think this TR team might be one of the teams that beat next year in the Eastern Wisconsin Conference. They've they got a lot of guys returning, like you mentioned, a lot of key guys. And, of course, you got Chase Mathias, the probable player of the year next year. So looking good for Two Rivers fans in the Eastern Wisconsin Conference. So let's move on there. Second in the conference, finishing 6-1. and one. Kohler, Sheboygan, Lutheran, Sheboygan, Christian, the KLC. So they finish... Yeah, six and one in conference, nine and two overall, two hundred ninety nine points scored, ninety five allowed only. And yeah, this KLC team, we we projected them, we had them winning the conference seven zero, um, and we said they're if they, or if they were to lose a game, I mean they lose the brilliant, and that's kind of, that's what happened this year. And uh, Robbie Michael, I, um, Casey Verhagen, Colin Gerdakis, I mean all these guys were tops of the leaderboards, if not the top for passing, rushing, and receiving. Basically, I mean that's. They they run the they ran the leaderboards other than like Chase Mathias. So this KLC team uh, losing a lot of guys, which we talked about when when the senior class that they had graduated. I mean, my last last year, my senior year, there's only one senior, and now this this year they graduate. I don't even know how many, like in double digits. So it's definitely going to be a big turnaround for this KLC team, Robert. And uh, what do you think of this KLC team next year? Yeah, like you obviously will never be able to replace Robbie Michael. And this will, I mean, this was a record setting year for KLC. Uh, I think they had their most wins they've ever had in a season. And I mean, Robbie Michael had the most touchdowns in a game while well, that stood for a couple of weeks and then got broken by Wittenberg Burnhamwood. Um, and then I think he has the career all time record and Verhagen now has a career reception record for a game in the state with 21 at Denmark. And that that's, that's nuts, but um, you really can't replace any of the guys, Michael Verhagen uh, or um, Gerdakis. So obviously you're just going to have to, I don't know who their quarterback will be next year. Obviously we don't know that, but you know, they, they do have some youth on their, roster here a couple guys um a lot of 2023 um but yeah i mean hopefully they can just come back next year and they their improved defense this year they were really solid defensively towards the end of the year hopefully that's maybe something to build on and maybe they change their focus our identity as a team maybe we see a klc team next year really focused on defense and running the ball but i'm sure they'll still air it out a ton but I don't, I'm not really sure what to expect. They're going to be a fun team to cover next year. Yeah, they really will be because we don't know what to expect right now. And it, it'll be a great time to cover them. And I, I really like what you mentioned. We might see kind of what happened with TR this year. They're known for the being this passing offense. They're going to pass 75, 80% of the game. And this year we saw, we saw. I mean, with the personnel, you had to make the change with Chase Mathias and that good blocking offensive line. They, they, they have to run the ball more, and that's exactly what they did. So maybe we'll see. We'll kind of see that evolution go on between the, this KLC team next year as well. Maybe see more of a defense running, kind of like a brilliant style of offense and kind of an emphasis on defense. But yeah, let's get into brilliant season right now. Seven games in the conference, seven and zero, two hundred eleven points scored, thirty two only allowed, nine and two overall. Then because yep, they lost level two against Wittenberg, Bermanwood, and yeah, this brilliant year just something else again and. We had them second. We had them losing to KLC, but turns out, I mean, they ended up beating KLC, so that got them there. And, yeah, um, 
this brilliant team was something else. What really stood out to me, and I, I know you you cover brilliant. I mean, that's you went to you you went to all the games basically, and uh, covered it. And um, yeah, just what stood out to me though was was truly their defense. It was that was one of the better one of the best high school defenses I've seen. Just as a unit, they just playing well collectively as a group, making making plays, and that was. That was something else out of that brilliant team this year, and there's nothing to hang your head about even losing in level two. And Robert, what do you want? What would you like to say about brilliant? Yeah, you know we had them losing to KLC, and I, I believe KLC was the better team in the preseason. I think if you if they play ten times right now, I I would think KLC could very well if they had to go back, be brilliant more than five times if they played again. But it's just brilliant, like I mentioned before. But they're good defense. They catch teams off guard. Team have to adjust and do stuff they don't want to do. So in that one game uh, kind of conference championship, uh, it's just kind of holy crap. We're playing this uh, defense and, you know, you lose track of what you want to do and really and really capitalize in that defensive game. I mean, kind of like Valders, I said, though, not a lot of size from Brilliant. Um, they, they, their line is really – really small they're strong but really small um and yeah brilliant next season i mean i obviously they're still going to depend on their defense i mean Jaden bastion who is a sophomore this year played a lot of snaps on defense he'll be their line he'll be a big linebacker next year bryce gantz really came on at the end of the year he was a sophomore he'll be in the secondary and there's just a lot of guys brilliant's losing a ton of seniors but there's a lot of guys who can just fill in the roles. I am, I'm not expecting Brilliant to be at the top of the conference next year. Um, I, I think they'll kind of be middle of the pack, but I, I do think they'll be able to compete in pretty much every game and have a successful season. Yeah, I think we'll, for sure. I think we'll see this Brilliant team. I think we'll see them sneak in the playoffs. I think I think they'll be able yep. to do that in the Eastern Wisconsin Conference next year. And also like Damon Schmidt, I'm looking right now. He was first team defense as well. And he's a junior. Yeah, he's coming back next year, so the D line. So that's not a name to look in, over. And a guy I want to, I mean, actually, never mind. He'll, he's in the first team all conference. So we'll talk about him later. We definitely will. And yeah, I mean, with that being said, well, I mean, that wraps up the Eastern Wisconsin conference, the standings. And I guess, do you want to go talk about the all conference? We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it right now, Robert. We can just go through one by one. And if any, we can just name them off. And then if there's a note I want to add to them, I mean, obviously we don't have to, break down Robbie Michaels skill set. I think we've done that enough, but if there's a guy I want to talk about or you want to talk about, we can do that. Awesome. And yeah, we're going to go, we're only going to read the first team names on the podcast, but if you want to check this out, go to with sports on the Eastern Wisconsin conference page. It's there. It, there's a PDF thing you can download and yeah, so go check that out, but we'll get right into it now. First team offense I'll read and I'll let you guys know who the unanimous ones are. So I mean, Robbie Michael, Chase Mathias, both unanimous. Sam Galoff as well, Gerdakis, Casey Verhagen, all unanimous. And then Max, is it Max Mueller? Noah Heinen? Max Mueller, I think, yeah. Okay. And then Noah Heinen from KLC. Garrett Kilgis from Brilliant. And then other guys, Connor Sanford, Elijah White. And then Logan, is it Logan C? Logan C. See, Maverick Knorr from Brilliant. And then it was also, was it Hunter? Well, how, how do I say the last name? Lizaway? Lizaway. I got it. Okay, and then is there any guys out of that offensive unit who you want to highlight? Yeah, Garrett Kilgis. I, 
I think if we want to talk about a lineman, maybe lineman of the year, I know you got your guy, but Garrett Kilgus was a, an absolute force. He had two strip sacks returned for a touchdown, one in the level two game. I mean, he's a guy I didn't say a word about the entire year, and he was a leader on this brilliant team. He was a senior, uh, not a big guy, 6'1", 202. He wasn't just going to overpower you with his size and beat you into the ground. He was so quick, though, on on defense especially and on offense. He, he could move so fast. And he was so powerful. He's He was really one of the big reasons Brilliant could run so well, even with their uh, line that seemed a little undersized. He's a guy that really made this Brilliant team go. And as for other guys, I already talked about Logan C. I liked what I saw from him in the two games I saw him this year. He's coming back from Chilton. He's probably going to be their best lineman. And other guys than that, yeah, we really don't have to go over it. Um, little interesting, what are your thoughts on this? I want to ask you, uh, Verhagen, Gerdakis. I was – I'm kind of surprised I didn't see – I thought Gerdakis had a better year last year. Are you kind of surprised that at all? I mean, when you're blowing teams out, I guess stats have to get thrown out the door. But what did you see there between Verhagen and Gerdakis? Yeah, I think – I mean, this year the stats show it and just impact. I mean, Verhagen had the better year this year, and – that kind of blew my mind. I mean, we were talking all all the start of this year, we were talking about the Gerdakis-Michael uh, combo, and we really saw the Verhagen-Michael combo at the end of the year. I mean, you mentioned the reception record, and I really didn't expect that, but how they used uh, how the, I mean, how they used Gerdakis the last few years with the whole kind of like a bubble screen, kind of like kind of short routes mm-hmm. and kind of throwing it to him behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's kind of how he was used, and we saw Brilliant. They were able to take that away from KLC and just – Verhagen was kind of like the main weapon. I, it felt like the whole year that steady weapon. But, I mean, Gerdakis, of course, he still had big games. And he still got honored at first-team offense unanimous, which was still deserved, oh, yeah. I think. But, yeah, I, I certainly found that as an interesting topic this year for sure. Yeah, uh, that's just one thing I thought about. And Kyle Gerdakis, I mean, obviously, I think he's still a top top three, top four player in the conference, uh, even though his stats didn't see it. But, like – I don't know. I just, the one game I saw him live in person, he just was a non-factor. So I just, I just thought he'd be used on deep routes a little more this year, but obviously uh, KLC had their successful season ever. So we're not going to tell them what they should have done. All right. So we can talk about defense now. Awesome. Yeah. First team defense. I'll, I'll talk about the unanimous players as well. Mitchell Kotorovic, first team unanimous, Casey Verhagen, Robbie Michael, Caleb Brooks, Colin Gerdakis, Chase Mathias, Daniel Schmitz, Bryce Schamberger, Garrett Kilgus, Brian Oliveira, Xander Casper, Damon Schmidt, and then is it Luke? Was it Maine? Luke Maine, I think. Yeah, Luke Maine. And um, one guy, I just want to, I mean, we already talked about Kilgus, but I want to ask you a question here, Robert. Would you kind of compare, because we talked about Kilgus being this quick guy, I mean, 6'1", 2'02", not really, not really have a lot of size there on the line. Would you kind of compare him to like Colin Schumann last year for that Brilliant Lions team? Is that a fair comparison? In a way, Colin, yeah, Colin Schumann had a little more size. I think he might have been a couple inches shorter. So Colin Schumann, I want to say, was maybe 230, 240, maybe, maybe even more than that or maybe even less. I really don't know. He's a wrestler, so his weight was always changing. Um, yeah, I mean, Colin Schumann, I think, was a lot more used explosiveness in just, um, in just mowing guys down, just, just getting into him. I think he was an inside uh, defensive lineman. And not a Kilgus is a defensive end. So I think in that defensive end position, 
Kilgis really had that contain outside and he just got outside so quick and he could, he just moved so well on a tackle rather than Schumann would just blow up plays up the middle. And uh, yeah, both, both are just big boys and they're just really deceivingly really quick both. So yes, in a way, yes, they're both really, really quick. And that's probably the best asset you could have as a defensive lineman. For sure. And yeah, are there any other guys in this defensive unit that really, really stood out to you? I mean, there's a good chunk of brilliant, of course, with the defense and even, yeah, a good chunk of KLC, which we talked about. Well, of course, Verhagen, Michael, and Gerdock has also made first team for defense as well. So any other guys? Yeah, I mean, Robbie Michael, I think he had a really good game against Brilliant, and he had a really good season quietly. Everyone knows him for his offense, but he had a hit on Sam Galoff. Sam Galoff uh, outweighs him by about 40 pounds and about three inches, and Sam Galoff was running full steam down the sideline. Robbie Michael came out of nowhere and, boom, just popped him, put him on his butt out of bounds. I was like, wow, that dude can hit. I mean, I'm sure I don't know what his college status is. Maybe a little undersized to be a college quarterback, but I definitely think he's got that football IQ. He's got that football mentality. He, I bet you he could go play somewhere and be a defensive back. And other guys, um, I mean, Kotarabic, I was talking about him for a while. He was the player of the year for defense, and I think that was well-deserved. Just, I mean, he. I think Gerdakis is close, Verhagen's close. But I think those three, he's in the conversation of the best athlete in the conference. Dan Schmitz is close, too. But Mitchell Kotarovic, when you talk about a great athlete, he is the definition of one for high school. I mean, just, again, not huge, six foot 175, but just strong as an ox. And he can he's probably the fastest player uh, around. It's just he's just an insane playmaker. And, yeah, you, you kind of you have bad days if you're a passing team. And he's uh he's going against you. So yeah, really other than that, I mean Damon Schmidt, he had a fine year. Um he'll be back, but other than that, I know you want to talk about a guy, so I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, of course. Um well I'll get into it because I want to talk about the defensive. We'll talk about Mitchell Kotarovic winning the defensive uh, player of the year in the conference, which I think before I before I have my my spiel, just let me say it was well deserved. Um I mean Kotarovic. Granted, like he doesn't have a lot of those counting stats, which I mean, I, I don't expect those to play a strong effect into that. I mean, if you're the greatest, you're the best defensive player in the conference, you deserve to win the award. And with Kotarovic, I mean, that, that was the case here as well. And yeah, he was the best defensive player on the best team in the conference. So can't really be mad about that. But I want to talk about um, the guy, a guy from Valders, of course, Bryce Schamberger. So yeah, he came in having, yeah, he switched to middle linebacker or out linebacker midway through his junior year and he thrived in that position and just he was able to put up a lot of a no, lot of numbers there I know in terms of counting sets but total tackles he was second in the conference with 104 only to chase Matthias with having a 116 and he just I mean he had two or three sacks as well and he was just a he's a great defensive player he can he will just do whatever he wants in the defensive end. I mean, he's a smart player. He, he will recognize what's going on. He will read the play and he just, he makes some great plays. I mean, he's a great tackler. He can hit hard too. I mean, I, I know you mentioned against Brilliant, he had some great hits as well. And I just think he was more deserved. I mean, he didn't even receive first team unanimous for defense. I, I That kind of shocked me there. I thought he would have been one of the guys given, I mean, with Matthias getting in as well. And I just feel like Schamberger's name flew under the radar this year. We talked about him even in the preseason about how 
I mean, he, he's an upcoming guy and not, not a lot of people talk about Sh- Bryce Schamberger from Valders and just wish they would have got his name would have got out more for this Valders team. And he was kind of like the anchor of this Vikings defense the whole year. I mean, teams would double him. Teams were just running the ball away from Schamberger was the strategy that a lot of teams ran in the conference. And I mean, it worked and uh, yeah, I mean, I know you like Schamberger as well. Is there anything you want to add? Yeah. I mean, I was looking, I'm looking at the second team and, I, I mean, I, I gave a lot of love to Schamberger in some of the in the last conference rankings, um, and that just shows how how good of a player I think he is. I, mean, I watched him in two games. The game that really impressed me was the Keel game where they beat Keel. Just I, I just never really seen someone before make tackles like he did, and I think maybe it's because be he's a little a little big for a middle linebacker, so maybe just he just takes up. He catches your eye more when you see a guy moving that fast at 230 at middle linebacker. But, I mean, I look on the second team defense. He had Sam Galoff and uh, Matt Stefani. I can easily see how those guys got a vote um, for first team. Uh, Those guys both are first team caliber middle linebackers. And, yeah, it's it's just tough. Maybe you see him on a brilliant offense. Maybe he would be unanimous or maybe he would be more. But, yeah, I mean, it's just he was just on a bad team and he just it was on a bad defense so I think he didn't get maybe as much as he should have but I mean really who knows what was really uh how, what the votes tallied up to he could have been one away still a great season from him yeah for sure and yeah I'm glad you mentioned his speed that's one thing that always stood out to him being at 230 being able to yeah. be as quick he as he's literally yeah he can really move and just a great year from Shanberger hopefully he's able to play college football somewhere and if he does, I'd love to have him on, and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that happens. So uh, another thing here, Coach of the Year, Tanner Banky of Brilliant. Not a surprise there. I mean, when you win the conference undefeated, have a, the year that Brilliant did, I mean, you're going to win the award. So congratulations to him as well. And, yeah, Offensive Player of the Year, Robbie Michael, of course. Um, I mean, I don't know how much we need to go into that. That was kind of a given we had. And, yeah, Brilliant winning the conference. And that being said, uh, Robert, you want to talk about next year for the Eastern Wisconsin Conference in football? Two Rivers, baby. Two Rivers is my number one team next year. I think it's that's a pretty safe choice. Uh, TR, they're just a fun team. They're always just, you know, okay, we're watching TR this week. We got TR. You know, it's going to be passing. You know, you got – they've always they've always seemed to have star-studded guys just for some reason. And when you have high-scoring offenses, obviously that's going to be the case. But I just think they're just going to be a fun team to watch. Two Rivers, I feel like historically, are, is kind of have been known for their defense as well. Uh, they had some, they had some down years, uh, wild years back, but overall, they've been known for their defense as well. I hope, I hope they can keep up their tough defense they play at the end. I have Two Rivers won confidently next year, and I just think it's kind of a toss-up right now. I think New Holstein's a team. I, they're coached, they're coached well too. They're coached pretty well too. Matt Rupp. Uh, I think they're a team next year that, that can be tough. Um, and who knows if the brilliant defense can play like they did this year or had the same kind of mentality and just end up, like you said, uh, Tanner Bakey's the coach of the year, very deserving. I mean, he was my coach and I played in high school and just to see him uh, make the decisions he makes, it's not easy when you run a non-flat, a non-flashy offense, but really over the course of the season, Brilliant always wins that close game. And yeah, I, I think with the Brilliant's just mindset and toughness next year, 
well-coached team. They should be up there as well, but very excited. Obviously, Chase Mathias is my player of the year next year, um, assuming nothing unforeseen happens. And then, yeah, I mean, Two Rivers got a first-team all-conference offensive lineman, and just pumped. Glad to see uh, this year wrap up uh, in a good way with all the teams. You know, there's no major injuries, but hopefully next year will be an even better year. Yeah, and I totally agree. I'm gonna kind of do it how we did the preseason. I think it's gonna be tears again. I'm gonna we're gonna I'm bring yeah. down to tears. So TR, I think is that one tier. I think they're just kind of they're gonna be like that team up there, the team to beat, and then. If I want to go to like a second tier with like teams that could challenge TR for the conference, I'm going to throw in New Holstein, Brilliant, of course. And then I might even throw in, might go even bold and say like, I mean, I'm not going to say like Valor's like is going to be, it could challenge them for the conference, but I think Valor's is going to be a team middle, middle to like two, two to like four possibly in the conference. I think they, they could possibly sneak into that fourth spot, but we'll see. And then I also think like, um, I think that, Chilton will yeah. be pretty good. Yeah, them as well. I think you could throw Chilton in there with with those guys. I think I think it's going to be a gauntlet. I think in the middle of the Eastern Wisconsin Conference next year, Robert. And I just and then hopefully maybe Ron Colley can turn it around as well. Hopefully we can see more out of them. Yeah. And I think I mean you could really all those teams really the toss up in the middle. But I could really see. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot tougher looking back at it right now. Um, yeah. Cause like Keel as well. You don't, I don't know how they're going to perform. They might, I, I feel like a team like Valders, Chilton, New Holstein are going to be better than Keel next year. So I feel like Keel might be in the bottom half of the conference, but we'll have to wait and yeah. see. Yeah. Any, anything you want to add with that? Just to, just to add something, I think next year, so I've always said, I kind of didn't really talk about, I think I had mentioned before, I think, I think Chilton's going to be a really solid team pending if they find a quarterback that can kind of game manage them, be able to make those throws. Uh, they've had some good quarterbacks in the past. I mean, obviously, uh, Jay Kreider uh, at the top of that list a few years ago, uh, one of the best players in the conference then. But Chilton's a team I really like next year. I think, like you said, I think they could sneak up in that second tier. Um, I, I really like what I saw kind of like in certain spots last year. And like Breckheimer – I think was, you know, he made stuff happen at times. I, I'd maybe compare him a little to a Jameis Winston kind of, you know, only throw for four touchdowns one game and then you have to force some stuff the next game. But I think if they find a good quarterback next year, and I almost want to compare next year to the conference of last year, the 2020 COVID season. I remember the rankings there. Um, there really wasn't one team that was picked to win. And there was a lot of teams. I think Brilliant was picked to f- finish fourth or fifth even there were a lot of teams that were just close games all the time. No one really knew about KLC. Uh, Keel came off a of state uh, state appearance. Uh, I, I really am going to compare that year next year to that year, just because I think there's just going to be a lot of uncertainty and there's going to be a team in there, whether it's a uh, new Holstein, a Keel, a KLC, a Chilton, a brilliant Valders. I mean, I just named seven of the teams, but any of those teams, I think there's going to be one team in there who's just going to, okay, we're just going to blow above the rest of the teams and be in that tier above that we don't expect coming. So don't know who it's going to be yet. I'm sure we have more clarity in August, uh, 2022, but yeah, excited. Awesome. Yeah. That's the point I was trying to make. Like we, we don't know. I mean, like Robert mentioned a lot of uncertainty, a lot of, I, I like the comparisons of COVID. Yeah. That's, 
that's kind of what I think we're going to see here. I'm glad you agree. And yeah, we're looking forward to the Eastern Wisconsin Conference football season and the 2022 regular season. But for now, we have to say goodbye to the football season in the EWC. And now it's time for basketball season. So we'll be, yeah, I, I'm ex- that this is the prime time to be following EWC underscore sports. I mean, it is yeah. time. I'm, we're going to have some content here on the podcast as well. Who doesn't love high school basketball season? It doesn't get any better than this. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to covering it with you, Robert. And um, hopefully we can have some a guest on maybe for our first, our episode, our preview, but we'll see. Oh, um, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll find somebody. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, be on the lookout for that episode in the next few weeks for sure. Um, and we'll make sure to keep you guys posted when that's coming out. And yeah, anything else you want to add, Robert? No, just keep following EWC underscore sports. Uh, we need a thousand. We need a thousand before the season. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really pumped. And like I said, just to shout the pitch out a little bit. This year, I've gotten a lot of requests. Um, you know, I did football this year. I added that. I kind of started doing baseball on track uh, at the beginning of last year, and kind of decided it, you know, wasn't getting the views or wasn't getting the it just didn't really make sense to do that because those track and a sport like that's really hard to track. Uh, no pun intended, uh-huh. but yeah, we're doing, we're going to be doing boys basketball. Um, I'm, I'm not going to rank every team. I'm going to do the top five. Cause I looked, there's three teams. I, I, I just struggle to find players to put on the preview. Uh, there's a couple teams that I just, I, I literally cannot make a preview for. So I'm going to do the top five and I'm going to rank either five or 10 of my top guys, just kind of like last year. And then throughout the year, probably not going to post on every game day, just to not annoy everyone who's following, but conference games, I will big games. I will. And yeah, girls basketball, like I said, I'm going to do the same thing. I'll do my conference rankings and then my uh, player, a couple player rankings. Uh, and then I'll, I won't do games for them all the year. I'll do rankings throughout the year, probably. And if there's like a big game, a conference championship, I'll do it then. But and then wrestling, I got a lot of wrestling. And that kind of surprised me. Um, got a lot of wrestling requests, uh, a good chunk of them. And so, you know, I'm, I'm never played wrestling before. I, I know how it works, obviously, but it's kind of hard to cover. Uh, I'm guessing I'll just do standings after each week. So every Sunday, I'll just put out the standings or or maybe or maybe I'll do uh, matches that big matches that occur. But. We'll see. I'll figure it out on the way. Uh, whatever you guys want, feel free to DM me. Always looking to have a conversation. But I'm a, this is this is gonna be a big season. I'm just feeling it. Yeah, of course. And we're gonna DM you. We'll, we'll be able to talk some EWC sports. We'll love to do the the girls' basketball preview as well. Maybe once in a while we'll do a wrestling special. We'll get a wrestler on or something. But oh, yeah, Robert, yeah, oh, yeah, sounds great. And um, yeah, anything else you wanna add? No, we should be good. I'm just pumped. Awesome. Uh, for a good season here and uh, happy this, this, this football season was a success. Yeah. And I totally agree. And with that being said, thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.